Welcome to Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Today is Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. Let's take a look at today's charts. At uh, number one, we got BTC at $18,450, 76 cents down 0.47%. At Ethereum, number two, $1,321, 73 cents down 0.87%. Tether at number three, 99 cents. BNB at number four, $326, 91 cents. At number five, USD coin, $1. Binance USD number six, one dollar. Number seven, XRP at 40 cents. Cardano at number eight, 36 cents. Number nine, Dogecoin at eight cents. And last but not least, number 10, Polygon at one dollar and four cents. Let's look at the crypto fear and greed index. Uh, fear is at 29 today. Yesterday was 31. Last week was 30. And last month was extreme fear at 22. Take a look at the four articles today. What we got is holding ETH at a loss. You may want to read this before making your next trade. At number two, FTX on brink of collapse after liquidity crunch at crypto exchange. Article number three, Bitcoin whales in a frenzy as BTC transaction volume reaches one month high. And last but not least, main topic today is China's digital yuan works just like cash with added surveillance. All right. So before we get into the articles, just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters. Thank you again for subscribing to the YouTube channel and listening to me on Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple. And if you guys have any friends or family that are interested in unbiased crypto news, just send them my way at Dave's Daily Crypto Take. All right. Let's get into it. Article number one, holding ETH at a loss. You may want to read this before making your next trade. So, since the end of October, all categories of Ethereum holders embarked on a buy-the-dip spree. Data from Sentiment revealed, according to the on-chain analytics platform, the leading altcoin witnessed a surge in coin accumulation by small, medium, and large traders since late October. Apart from founders' addresses holding over 10 million ETH coins, all other cohorts of ETH investors increased their percentage holdings of ETH's total supply. According to sentiment, the growth in dip accumulation could be attributed to the general rally in the altcoins market in the past few weeks. This led investors to take profits from altcoins and move back to blue chips. A resulting impact of this was that it could probably mean the end of the rally for altcoins for some time, sentiment noted. Commenting on where price might go next, sentiment took a cue from history books and opined. Historically speaking, we've seen a similar pattern in September. They just bought the dip and we dumped. What else do we see on chain? In spite of the consistent and painful decline in the alts prices since 15th of September, on-chain data revealed that selling pressure dropped significantly. While many harbored doubts that the success of the Ethereum merge before and after the event, hodlers' conviction remained fervent as fewer ETH coins got sent into exchanges since the merge. According to the data from Sandiment, ETH supply on exchanges has since dropped by 12%. This revealed that the percentage of ETH's total supply on exchanges dropped from 15.82% to 13.97% within the period under review. Conversely, the alt supply outside of exchanges has since rallied. Per Sandiment, since the merge, this number grew by 3%. The count of unique addresses that traded ETH also witnessed a drop in October. 
where sentiment this dropped by 80%. Notably, in the last 24 hours, this decline was strangely steep as the count of daily active addresses on ETH network fell from 436,000 to 101,000. This coincided with an 8% decline in the alt's price within the last 24 hours, according to CoinMarketCap. Trading volume was up 55% within the same period, showing that sellers ravaged the ETH market, thus explaining the steep decline in daily active addresses. In addition, the daily count of new addresses on the ETH network also dropped by 60% data from sentiment showed. Regarding ETH's profitability on the 30-day moving average, most holders currently held the altcoin at a loss. Its 30-day market value to realized value ratio posted a negative minus 0.364%. Hence, investors buying the deep would have to huddle for a little while longer before they can turn any profits on their investments. So there you guys have it, holding ETH at a loss. You may want to read this before making your next trade. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, article number two. FTX on brink of collapse after liquidity crunch at crypto exchange. Binance steps in with deal to rescue arch rival after surge in withdrawals. The digital assets industry has been shaken by a near collapse of Sam Bankman-Fried's FTX, one of the largest crypto exchanges which clinched a rescue deal with arch rival Binance after a surge in customer withdrawals sparked a liquidity crisis. Binance chief executive Shang Peng ZC Xiao wrote on Twitter that FTX had asked for our help adding there is significant liquidity crunch. Binance has signed a letter of intent to buy FTX, but said it had the discretion to pull out from the deal at any time. The bailout of one of the biggest and most prominent companies in the global cryptocurrency industry by its chief competitor reverberated across the market. Bitcoin, the most actively traded token, fell as much as 17%, while smaller coins faced deeper falls. US-listed crypto exchange Coinbase dropped at about 14%. FTX hit a valuation of $32 billion at the start of this year, with blue-chip investors including BlackRock, Canada's Ontario Teachers Pension Plan, and SoftBank backing the company. In an industry that has been called the Wild West by Wall Street's top regulator, FTX has widely considered to be one of the better-managed players, with its founder, Bankman Freed, regularly lobbying lawmakers in Washington. Known as SBF, and noted for his unofficial uniform of shorts and t-shirt, Bankman Freed had a paper fortune of an estimated $24 billion only six months ago. He is among the best known crypto executives, often appearing at conferences where he was interviewed, the likes of Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. The deal with Binance ends an explosive and very public role between Bankman Freed and Zhao and will combine two of the world's biggest crypto exchanges. FTX's troubles accelerated over the weekend when Binance said it intended to offload its holdings of FTX's token, FTT, citing concerns over the exchange's financial stability and setting the token plunging in price. Bankman Fried responded on Monday saying a competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors. He added he would love it if he could work with Zhao together for the ecosystem. The FTX chief also tried to calm markets by saying FTX is fine, assets are fine. But on Tuesday, he tweeted, CZ has done and will continue to do an incredible job of building out the global crypto ecosystem and creating a freer economic world. Bankman Freed also vowed that all customer assets would be covered one for one. FTX confirmed the deal that two companies did not immediately close, disclose the terms. If completed, the deal will consolidate Binance's position as the largest platform in crypto trading. 
This elevates Zhao as the most powerful player in crypto, said Elan Solit, co-head of digital assets at Merrick's Solutions. Zhao's view of the world will matter a lot more in terms of how he wants to interact with regulators and policymakers. The weight of his views will be much more powerful. The crypto industry has struggled over the past year, particularly since the failure of the X, the Terra and Luna tokens in May. The price of flagship tokens, Bitcoin and Ether plunged as several big companies have collapsed, including Lender, Celsius Network and Hedge Fund 3 Arrows Capital. The rescue deal is also a major setback for Bankman Fried, who has been long viewed as a relatively stable and ambitious figure in the often shaky world of crypto. In the wake of this year's crypto market collapse, he earned a reputation as an industry savior after aiding failing companies. In June, the FTX chief announced a $250 million loan to ailing crypto lender BlockFi. The loan followed further assistance for crypto broker Voyager Digital, which was rescued by an FTX loan worth about $485 million in cash in Bitcoin. But Bankman Fried's ambitions also extended to traditional markets. He sought to shake up trading of Wall Street futures and equities markets, buying a stake in Robinhood, the retail broker. In 2021, FTX signed a 19-year deal to rename the Miami Heat's basketball arena as the FTX Arena. In 2021, Bankman Fried said that buying Goldman Sachs was not out of the question at all. Wow. So what do you guys think about this FTX on brink of collapse after liquidity crunch at crypto exchange? Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right. Article number three. Bitcoin whales in a frenzy as BTC transaction volume reaches one month high. So Bitcoin has seen its blockchain reach higher than usual levels of activity as whales seemingly flee from the asset. Seven-day moving average of Bitcoin's transaction volume reached a one-month high of $1,678.6 million on November 7th per class node data. A heightened level of an on-chain activity often coincides with significant market movements such as an inflow or outflow of capital. Bitcoin addresses holding at least 1,000 BTC worth $20.75 million at the time of writing also just reached a two-year low of 2,107. Indicators showing growth and decreases in the number of whales, crypto speak for large holders, are often considered particularly important. It's a way to evaluate the sentiment of institutional investors, typically regarded as significantly more knowledgeable than retail investors. We have yet to see Bitcoin's bottom for this bear market. One crypto analyst said predicting the next crypto bull market will happen in 2024. Bitcoin's volume against the British pound doubled after the Bank of England decided to increase the interest rate by 0.75%, the biggest interest rate hike of the last 33 years. So there you guys have it. Bitcoin whales in a frenzy as BTC transaction volume reaches one month high. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. Okay. Let's take a look at the next one here. What we got is China's digital yuan works just like cash with added surveillance. Government officials are urging citizens to adopt the official digital currency in a bid to gain more control over the economy. Visa has long paid to be the sole payments processor at the Olympic Games, but the Winter Olympics in Beijing earlier this year, it had competition from the Chinese government. Visitors could, after scanning their passports, exchange foreign bills for eCNY, a new digital currency being rolled out by the country's central bank. The People's Bank of China, visitors could splash their digital cash by using a card or mobile app to pay for things around the Olympic Village. 
China launched its first pilots of digital cash in 2019, but the ECNY's appearance at the Olympics was part of a project with global ambitions. As the first major country to roll out an official digital currency at scale, China is far ahead of the U.S. and other countries, where the concept of an official form of digital cash is only at the discussion phase. The hope for government-sanctioned digital currencies is that they will improve efficiency and spur innovation in financial services. But tech and China experts watching the country's projects say that ECNY, also known as Electronic Chinese Yuan or Digital Yuan, also opens up new forms of government surveillance and social control. The head of the UK intelligence agency, GCHQ, Jeremy Fleming, warned in a speech last month that Beijing could use its digital currency to monitor its citizens and eventually evade international sanctions. At the same time, China's world-beating digital yuan has gone off to a slow start. The People's Bank of China reported that its official ECNY app had 261 million users at the end of 2021, and that by August 31st, more than 100 billion yuan, about 14 billion U.S., had changed hands across 360 million transactions. Those numbers are modest compared to the size of China's population and economy, but they are expected to grow after a recent expansion of digital yuan trials in China from about two dozen cities to four entire provinces. Unlike a cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, the digital yuan is issued directly by China's central bank and does not depend on a blockchain. The currency has the same value as its analog equivalent, the yuan or RMB, and for customers, the experience of using a digital yuan is not that different from any other mobile payment system or credit card. But on the back end, payments are not routed through a bank and can sometimes move without transactions fees jumping from one e-wallet to another as easily as cash changes hands. Chinese citizens are being encouraged to adopt the digital yuan by both China's central government and local authorities. Over the summer, trials began in the cities in Fujian, a province on the southern coast that is host to significant international trade. One foreign resident who asked to remain unnamed to avoid drawing the attention of Chinese authorities told Wired that signs saying digital yuan payments were accepted appeared in supermarkets and convenience stores in the provincial capital of Fuzhou, which then days of the announcement and soon rolled out to surrounding rural areas. Yet many locals didn't see the need for a new form of digital payment because they could already use mobile payment services offered by Alipay from an affiliate of online retailer Alibaba called Ant Financial and WeChat Pay from gaming and social giant Tencent. Other strategies aimed at promoting adoption, including reimbursing civil servants' expenses in digital yuan or depositing small sums in new users' wallets to encourage them to try the currency. During the Quixi uh, Festival last year, sometimes called China's Valentine's Day, Chinese bank ICBC offered the first 20 couples to marry at a registry office in the city of Chengdu, a card preloaded with 199 digital yuan, about $30. While results from the expanding trials have been modest so far, Yaya J. Funisi, a senior fellow at the Washington, D.C. think tank, the Center for New American Security, says fast adoption is not yet China's main priority. The central bank is building the infrastructure needed to enable sweeping adoption in years to come. Signing up merchants, adapting the banking system, and developing applications such as a way to earmark money for the health care or transit. He says, 
that lays the groundwork for ECNY to be China's default payment system in 10 to 15 years. It has been enough to put the project ahead of any other government-backed digital currency. China is clearly the leader globally in terms of how far along they are, how many people are using it, and most importantly, the size of the country, says Jeremy Mark, a senior fellow at the Atlantic Council. Think Tank Central Bank Digital Currency Tracker lists 105 countries exploring a central bank digital currency, but only 26 are in pilot programs or fully launched. Earlier this month, India's central bank said it would begin rolling out a digital version of the rupee. Brazil planned to launch a digital real this year, but this pushed back its rollout to 2024. The European Central Bank is studying whether to roll out a digital euro, and U.S. President Biden and some members of Congress have called for research into developing a digital version of the dollar. China's project is motivated in part by its leadership awareness of how the country has played catch-up in earlier technologies from space exploration to the internet. President Xi Jinping regularly calls for China to take the lead in developing the digital economy. But Emily Jin, who researches the country's economy at the Center for New American Security, says the project has political as well as economic motivations. Chinese policymakers are trying to not just create a technical infrastructure, but an institutional environment that makes it kind of currency that has social control implications more acceptable in the long run, she says. China is well positioned to jump ahead of the West in digital currency in part because its banking system was until recently less developed than that of countries like the U.S. As smartphones took off, mobile payment systems rapidly drew in consumers who, unlike those in richer nations, didn't own credit cards. And by the mid-2010s, Chinese people in big cities had generally switched from using cash to using Alipay and WeChat Pay. By the end of 2021, about 64% of Chinese people were using mobile payment systems, according to a report. With Alipay and WeChat Pay handling most payments for city dwellers, the figure was 80%. One reason China's government is pushing the digital yuan is to try to gain more control of how citizens make payments. For years, big tech companies were able to operate almost like public utilities, creating and effectively regulating large parts of the financial industry. The companies also scooped up reams of citizens' data, which eventually led to public backlash and scrutiny from regulators. For now, users can transfer digital yuan into a WeChat Pay or Alipay account, but the government could eventually choose to edge those systems out of business. They look at the payment platforms as this massive part of the economy that is strictly speaking outside of their control. The digital yuan could in some ways be less invasive than a private network such as Tencent's because it won't combine payment information with a person's other digital traces such as social networking data, but it also gives the government new visibility into people's lives. If somebody goes crosswise with the government, suddenly their e-wallets could disappear or they can't even get in a taxi or go to a restaurant. Mark says, foreign companies that run afoul of the government say over comments seen as disputing the government line on Taiwan or Xi'an could suddenly find that they can no longer receive payments. China's central bank says that for accounts with balances below a certain threshold, only a phone number will be required for verification. But Chinese authorities generally have wide powers to gain access to private data. Wow. So... There you guys have it. Chinese digital yuan works just like cash with added surveillance. Comment down below and let me know what you guys think. All right, let's take a look at the prices one last time before we head out. At number one, BTC is 18,000. 
$1,399, Ethereum at $1,322, Tether $1, BNB $325, USD coin $1, Binance USD $1, XRP $0.39, Cardano at $0.36, Dogecoin at $0.08, and last but not least, Polygon at $1.03. So there you guys have it. Thank you so much for making this far into Dave's Daily Crypto Take. Again, you can catch me on YouTube and also in the podcast, whether it's on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Music. So other than that, I hope everyone has a great crypto day, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.